Hey guys, thanks for tuning in. This is Bryant Walker with the Creative Business Forum. As you know, I'm the founder and CEO of Tavo Media Group. I'm joined today with Megan Brabson of T-Rex Law. Excited to dive in. Side note, might be some background noise. I am recording this from Society Brewing in San Diego. Highly recommended. I don't want to blurt it out like it's a witness protection, but there's (laughs) blurred blurred beer. (laughs) Um, So anyways, uh, Megan, thank you so much for hopping on. I know this is a bit unconventional the way that we're doing this, but we want it to be conversational, learn a bit about you, your journey with your husband, how and why, uh, why you guys started T-Rex Law. Why do you do what you do? And just kind of dive in and see how, uh, if we could share some valuable information that the listeners might find interesting or not, whatever, we'll figure it out as we go. But thanks for, thanks for joining. Absolutely. Uh, Yeah. Thanks for having me. (laughs) So let's start with just tell us, tell me a little bit about you and, uh, you know, how you guys got to founding T-Rex Law and kind of what your target audiences are from there. Yeah, of course. So my husband founded T-Rex Law about three years ago. And the reason he started it is he had worked for a lot of boutique intellectual property firms in San Diego. And he just saw a need for businesses to you know, have a place to go where it was flat fees, um, just very transparent, honest legal work. So he started T-Rex Law three years ago during COVID, which is a scary time, of course, but things went well. And about eight months ago, I joined the team to really build the business, take us to new heights. So our target audience that we work with are primarily small businesses. We work with people nationwide, so they don't have to necessarily be in San Diego where we're located. And we work with all types of businesses. It could be clothing and apparel. We work with software companies, food and beverage. We work with breweries. So we love it because we get to help other small businesses like us <laughs> to be able to really protect their intellectual property. Nice. I had to mute myself because there was a forklift moving a bunch of pegs around. <laughs> and so there would have been a bunch of screeching and beeping and people cursing. So like, that's, that's um, yeah, there's worse things to listen to on a podcast. And that's cool. We are very much at Tavo. We're very industry agnostic as well. And for me, I've always found that very creatively fulfilling because mm-hmm. it's fun to do some problem solving for other industries, what are some of the situations that businesses might come to you for, I suppose, regardless of industry, that you guys can help them sort out? Absolutely. So we primarily talk with people that either, it could be two situations, they either have a business already, and so they're already in it, and they're wanting to protect their name. Sometimes they're wanting to protect a trade secret. Other times people come to us before they've actually started the business, and they want us to see if there's any other brands with similar names to themselves before they spend all this money marketing themselves and creating their products. So that's primarily who we work with. Um, We also work with people that have oppositions or cancellations within the trademark trial and appeal board. So most of it is just making sure that people's brands are protected. That's really the bread and butter of what we do. I love that. There's so much synergy for what you're doing and what we're doing. And clients exactly. Ask us all the time, like, is this something we should trademark? I'm like, if you're asking that question, you probably you should, should trademark right? it. <laughs> yeah. So maybe getting it is trademarking. If you were to kind of funnel it or rather uh, prioritize with the bulk of your work, is the bulk of it around trademarking? Is that sort of a foot in the door for you guys? That's the main thing that we do is making sure people's, yeah, exactly, that things are trademarked. We also work with copyrights, so it's not exclusive to trademark. Um, but at the end of the day, our goal is to make sure that cost doesn't stand in the way of people protecting their intellectual property. That's what happens most of the time is people see lawyer and they think, oh, it's going to cost too much money. I don't have the budget. But at the end of the day, we end up saving people a lot of money because they protected their brand. 
they've done the research before they actually invest into the you know company they're creating. I think a lot of that, because we deal with that too, is a lot of people want an agency. They want to work yeah. this, you know, oh, we need this, that, and the other. We need social <laughs> media. We need ads. We want to be on TV. What billboard can we get for $300? Like, um, maybe we crawl before we walk a little bit. Like, right. get clients coming to you that they want this, that, and the other. You're just like, you guys just need to, you're not quite there yet, but we can help. Yeah. Like, what's some of the low-hanging fruit that you can maybe recommend to small businesses? Um, or do you tell them to pick rocks? I'm just kidding. the biggest thing that we run into is that people have created a brand and they haven't trademarked it first they haven't protected it and they just run into so many issues later on because larger brands come after them and say this is too similar to our name and they could have avoided all of that if they had just done a trademark search from the start the biggest one we run into that for is monster energy because monster goes after anyone that has monster in their name. So, so many small businesses, they don't know that they put monster in their name, you know, monster sees that they don't like it. And so that's a lot of what we work with is just helping to help small businesses make good choices about what, what names they're going to make. That kind of reminds me of, uh, (laughs) there was this story a few years ago before he was president Trump was going after people, or Trump's legal team was going after people that were using the term "you're fired." He tried to trademark "you're fired," and I believe he uh, lost that case because that's that's something that's commonplace. It's you know, it's not something you can actually trademark. But Monster strikes me as something else that would be a hard time. But with the size of Monster Energy, you could probably have some corner office with a bunch of lawyers that are basically the equivalent of patent trolls just going after and trying to find people that they can um, sue. <laughs> like, they have the time and money. Yep, exactly. Yeah. What, do they go after Sesame Street? Sesame Street characters are monsters, technically. Oh, I think. yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Not that I know of. <laughs> so, um, you know, we're talking about trademarking and, and how um, businesses, should, you were talking about even just their brand. So mm-hmm. I started my business. I got this name, um, Acme Widgets or Hobo Media Group, <clears throat> name drop. Mm-hmm. What is the next step? What do they need to consider? What do you need to help them get their brand and a brand or brand and or products trademark? Sure. So typically what happens is they will have an initial consultation with one of our partners. So it's my husband, Rex, or you have our partner, Sasha, and they'll do a trademark search. So they're really just trying to see if there's anything that's similar to that, anything that could get caught up. So do they'll usually do that comprehensive search for them. They'll send that back. And then it, it's really up to our clients of what they want to do. Our job is always to advise. So we're never going to force someone to do something, of course, but we advise you know, lay out the situation for them, let them know what we found. And then it's up to them whether they'd like to go forward with that name or not. Is there some sort of um, jumping forward a little bit? So let's say that you guys find a thing, you find a way to help them trademark their brand product and their service. Uh, What sort of budget do businesses need to be aware of to consider doing this the right way so they can budget appropriately? Of course. Yep. So most law firms will charge you a huge retainer up front. That's the way most law firms do it. We are firmly against that though. So we will always charge a flat fee. Um, With our fees, there's the professional part of the fee. And then there's just what the trademark trial and appear board is always going to charge you. So Mm -hmm. once that is set, we don't charge for calls or for emails, questions, anything like that. So we just try to be really transparent. That way someone's not afraid, like, oh, I have a question. I'm afraid to email them. I don't want to get charged. You can email us. Call us. We won't charge you for any hourly time. That's cool. That's definitely comforting. I, you know, you guys, to me, as sort of a, a business consumer or consumer mm-hmm. business services, I every time I look at my bank statement, I, I forget how many B two B services I'm signed up for. <laughs> but I, I sort of look at you as sort of a, a direct competitor of LegalZoom. 
But mm-hmm. uh, again, looking at this objectively, you know, we, we're a customer of LegalZoom for different things, you know, but it also is kind of the um, go daddy of legal services, mm-hmm. I would say, if I were to put yep. a, a spin on it that hopefully I can't get sued for. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> delete comment. Um, but I would assume part of the value add for you guys is that service, is that tailored approach, you being sort of an agile agency, being able to offer these buttoned up services, but being able to talk to you and talk to your husband and your growing team rather than just being a number in the queue for LegalZoom.com. So how do you guys kind of, <laughs> I just sort of compartmentalized everything, but like, how do you guys sell against that if a, a customer comes to you or a potential customer rather and goes like, eh, we'll just do a trademark filing through LegalZoom. We get so many people that come to us after the fact they used LegalZoom and something happened, something went wrong, there's a mistake. And so we're the ones that come to clean it up. So a lot of times our focus is to catch people before that happens, but it ends up a lot of times where we're fixing, you know, something that happened with LegalZoom. And like you said, it's just, it's our customized approach. You know, you with T-Rex Law, because we're a smaller firm, you always have our personal cell phone, you have our emails, you're not dealing with a large corporation. And that's why a lot of people like working with us is it's just more personalized and tailored. Yeah, that's great. And that's, I, I think that's the direction that most consumers, whether you're a business or a consumer, that's mm-hmm. the direction that that businesses just kind of have to go to retain business because it's really easy to, to earn business. I think it's really easy mm-hmm. to get a sale. Uh, it's a lot harder to keep that customer and, and ensure that um, they're not worried uh, about, you know, what you're there to help protect them against. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, switching gears here, getting into the whole creative business forum idea of things. How do you guys go after businesses? Rather, how do you prospect? How do you build brand awareness for T-Rex Law? Sure. So a lot of it is just business to business, but our biggest source is referrals. So once people work with us, they're happy with our work. They refer us to their friends and their family. That's honestly the biggest compliment to us because customer experience is number one to us. We're very about our customers. You know, we want to make sure they have a good experience. So that's, that's our primary source of referrals. Awesome. Well, and that's a testament to what you guys have been building. And you just started this kind of at the worst possible time to open a business, right? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) The scariest time during COVID. (laughs) Yeah. Everything's shutting down. Let's um, let's start a a new law firm. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, Megan, you guys are based in Carlsbad. You're in North County, San Diego, for those listening outside of the area. Uh, We're practically neighbors. I'm also, you know, Tavo is in San Diego as well. Uh, what types of, where are the businesses that you work with? Are they just in San Diego? No, we work with clients nationwide and we actually work with some clients outside the U.S. too. So anyone that needs trademark help, we're able to help them, but it primarily would be nationwide. Awesome. That's very cool. So do you have, is there any sort of concentration or markets that are the most, I shouldn't say most important, but do you feel like are hotter markets for new businesses forming? It's so interesting with COVID happening because so many people started like the whole side hustle thing and then it just started yeah. to grow. So actually we work with a lot of businesses that started during COVID like we did um, and we're able to help them as they're growing and coming up with new products and new names. So that's been an exciting yeah. thing for us. It's helping other small businesses just like ourselves. Yeah. You know, there was something that was mentioned in the state of the union last night or <laughs> something like a million new businesses were started There's or something. So and I know. Many- that comment and news clip really is going to date this podcast very quickly. It'll be like 2026. Like, what's he talking about? We're in the middle of the apocalypse. But right now, it seems like there's a lot of, you know, it, it, it kind of goes 
to me, it's sort of the antithesis of what you're seeing in the news and media these last three to six months is it's coming. It's coming. The economic collapse, it's coming. And it might be, but mm-hmm. for our clients, our customers, the brands that we work with, and they're small and enterprise level clients, just, you know, alike in very different industries, yeah. their businesses are doing okay. And they want to mm-hmm. try different things. They want to experiment. And my theory about this is that, out of curious your take, my theory is there's all this pent up energy. You know, mm-hmm. everyone that owns a business or had a business idea is like, mm-hmm. you know, when you're a kid and you're holding an RC car off the ground, but the oh, wheels are just spinning and spinning and spinning. And then sometime over the last, you know, 12 to 18 months, we were placed back on the ground and the wheels are still spinning and we're mm-hmm. just these motors. We want to know, like, I got to go somewhere. Like, let's get going. Let's get our brand out there. We're so anxious to get to make up for lost time. Yeah. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I agree with that. I was reading something too about um, the whole thing, how so many people have left their jobs in the last year and have started something new. So I think we're seeing a lot of that trend happening, you know, where people are just, they're ready to do it. The regular workplace has changed. So I think you're right. Yeah, and it's fun. I think, you know, there's a lot of exciting times. And I think um, if nothing else, we've got all these tools and resources. The virtual working has sort of been uh, democratized over the last couple of years. Thank you, Corbin. Um, that'd be like literally the only silver line in the last couple of years is that being able to do things like this and have mm-hmm. sort of a semi-formal but mostly casual interview, uh, <laughs> it's good. And we can hopefully share some ideas, do some networking, work. You can work with clients anywhere in the country and it doesn't matter. We've both spent some time working in the agency space. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, I mean, that's what I work at now, but I've worked for, you know, big and great mid-sized agencies. And I remember very fondly and also not so fondly being flown all around the country <laughs> to what ended up being like a two-hour meeting. And I couldn't imagine a worse impact on my own carbon footprint than being mm-hmm. flown around the country for a one to two-hour meeting and yeah. that you may not even get the business for <laughs> as, mm-hmm. as an aside. But, yeah. uh, you know, I think we're all better off for it. I think big picture. Yeah, I think it's a new standard. People are so much more used to just doing things over Zoom than in person. It's very different. Yeah, it, I do miss the in-person stuff. You're talking yeah. about cha- you know, joining Chamber of Commerce and all that stuff. Yeah. And like, yeah. having the in-person stuff is good, but it's also nice to have that balance and the, yeah. I'll put it in the luxury column, the luxury of being able to, you know, work like this and be able to still get Absolutely. some stuff done and move the needle. And then you meet in person when it's actually time to put pen to paper or, you know, a more important type of meeting. So yeah. uh, we can go ahead and wrap it up. But I, I do want to just make sure that people know how to find you and your husband mm-hmm. and T-Rex logs. I think what you guys are doing is awesome. And it's nice to have some alternatives in the marketplace with more tailored, a more tailored approach to just helping businesses thrive and not just survive, but thrive and actually right. get their business done the right way. So how can people find you? How can business owners find T-Rex Law? Of course. So you can find us on our website. It's just www.t-rexlaw.com. Exactly how it sounds. And then we're on social media too. So we're on, um, we have Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, and Facebook. So we'd love to connect. We always do free 15 minute consultations. So we're always welcome to reach out to us. Nice. Yeah. We do a similar thing. It's nice just to talk shop and see if you yeah. have some value. And if, and if not, then, you know, at least you made a contact and an introduction. So I, Definitely recommend reaching out to Megan and T-Rex Law. It'd be great to network with them and learn a bit more about what they do and give Megan and her team a chance to learn about what you do as a business owner. Megan, thank you so much for joining the Creative Business Forum. Thank I appreciate you. it. Thank you. Thanks for having us. <laughs> All right. We'll see you guys next time. Thank you so much.